Good morning. I'm glad you've joined me today. I hope you had a good sleep. My name is Danae Richardson, and I'm glad you've joined me for this sacred ritual of waking up and seeking the Lord. I'm going to be talking to Stephanie McGinnis today. Stephanie, are you there? It says you've joined me, but I'm not quite hearing you. Ah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I heard you. Let's, let's see how long of a connection we have. Do you feel like you've got a good connection? Um, yeah, I have a few bars. Okay. I'm actually going to step outside and see if that helps a little bit better. I think it was good how you were. I mean, I was hearing you fine. I just was making sure. The first okay. and second sounded like you might have cut out, but then after, once you started talking, um, you were definitely fully connected there. So thank you so much for taking time to... That's better. Yeah, thank you for taking time to join me in this. You're welcome. Um, so we are making up for a testimony Tuesday that we did. It's been through about three weeks ago, right? It has. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, for some reason, I only recorded my side of the conversation. So we're trying again and hopefully this is going to properly go through so that people can hear. So, um, Stephanie, start me off, please, by um, letting me know and letting listeners know um, your your present life. So you're married, you have kids. I am. Um, I have two daughters. Uh, one is seven, almost eight, and then the other just turned four. And um, I am a school teacher at SHCA. Yeah. Okay. So the um, I am getting some dropout. Maybe you do. <laughs> Stephanie, I am getting some dropout. Maybe you should step outside. Are you outside or inside? Can you hear me? I think maybe you should. Okay, I actually am outside. Okay. I am outside, yeah. Oh, go go inside. Let's see if that's better. <laughs> Just go the opposite of wherever you are. Let's see if that's better. Um, whenever you get there, let me know. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Okay. Um, you'll have to do a little stretch of talking for me to know for sure. So, um... You, you were saying something. I think you were saying how long you've been married. Uh, yes, I've been married uh, nine years. Wow. It, when, when, is the ten, when is the 10 year anniversary? Uh, next year. We actually just celebrated in November. Oh, oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> So, um, tell me, 
a little bit about your testimony of um, how you found the Lord, how you came to God to begin with? So <clears throat> I don't really have like a, you know, coming to God story. Mine, I feel like mine is kind of more like a comeback um, story because I obviously I was raised in Pentecost. Um many, many generations on my dad's side. Uh, my children make seven generations. And on my mom's side, my children make five. So it just kind of just runs in the blood, you know, just grew up knowing Pentecost, um, just had no choice, but be raised in truth. Um, <clears throat> so my story is more a comeback story because I backslid when I was 19 years old. And I was out for uh like five or six-ish years, um, and I started coming back after I had my first daughter, Lily. Wow. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are raised in the church, and, um, and some of them can't understand why anybody would leave, um, but there's always pain and offense and hurt and, um, and I'm assuming you just kind of experienced that or, or did you just need to explore and do some experimenting for yourself? Uh, you don't have to go into details, but c can you kind of surface in a surface way, say why you left? Yes, I, uh, I did leave because of hurt. Um, <clears throat> a part of me wants to say that's my biggest regret. Um, a part of me wants to say, like, I wish I would have, you know, just kept running to the altar and found myself in a prayer room until the Lord healed that hurt. Um, but for me, that's not my testimony. And so the other part of me is thankful that I had to go through that uh, because obviously I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have my children. I wouldn't have my husband um, I wouldn't be living the life that I'm living, and I am very blessed. Um, but yeah, I did leave due to church hurt. Um, Stephanie, you said I that so well. You said that so well. You just make me so thankful. I want to say you make me so proud. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't want to be the person old enough to say I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so so tell me about about coming back to the Lord. Like why why did you start thinking about coming back? How did that how how did that start back? Cuz we've got a lot of people that need to know for their own uh people who are who are have walked away from from this path. What made you want to come back? So actually um my husband was not raised Pentecost. Um, he was actually raised Baptist. And obviously we met, you know, when I was living in the world and we were engaged to be married. And we were, um, at this time, we were living in Knoxville, Tennessee. And he and a group of his friends, um, they, they, were, they were married. It was another couple. Um, they were actually in our home <clears throat> and they were sitting around the table <laughs> trying to persuade me you know, once saved, always saved, um, different things, you know, that we as Pentecostals just don't, you know, fully believe in. And I remember that next. And this, then 
you know, I woke up and I read through it and I remember calling my husband, well, my fiance at the time, and I just was very, very honest with him. And, you know, I told him, I said, listen, you know, who I am today is not who I will always be. Um, I will never attend another denomination, um, nor will I ever be persuaded. Um, I knew what I believed in, even though I wasn't living it in that moment, I knew that my mind was made up. I knew truth. I was sold out and no one could ever change my mind. And I had given him, you know, this, I don't want to say ultimatum, but I had given him this choice of, you know, if, if that is like, if that bothers you and you can never become a Pentecostal or, or attend a Pentecostal church, then we could go our separate ways. And, you know, I told him, I said, no one ever has to know that, you know, we broke up over religion and God bless his soul. It just really goes to show you how wonderful of a man he truly is because he, he told is. me, you know, that didn't bother him. He is and precious. And he has been attending church with me for, uh, what, like eight years now. He is eight wonderful. Years. I love your husband. He is, he is a yep. great man. Oh, oh man, I'm going to cry on this one. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. So. But you didn't start coming back to church. Honestly, I didn't even know you lived in Knoxville, Stephanie. <laughs> I did, yeah. So I feel like that was kind of, to be honest, I feel like that was like the first stirring <clears throat> that I truly had because that was my first encounter with, you know, another denomination or someone trying to push a different type of, you know, truth quote unquote, down my throat. I had never really experienced that, you know, prior. And so I kind of felt like that was like my first, my first drawing. Um, obviously when I got, after we were married and then I got pregnant with my, my first daughter, Lily, that's when the drawing really started taking place. And of course, when I held her in my arms for the first time, um, I just knew I could never not go to church because now I was responsible for another soul. And that just as a mom and a new mom, but that, that just changed my whole perspective of everything, every decision that I have ever made. Like that was like, that was the, the deal for me that just sealed the deal. I was like, I've got to go back to church. And I did, I started going back to church, even though I still wasn't living it, but I was going, um, that's not really where the, the comeback really began. Um, the comeback began when I made up my mind to be sold out and to live a Pentecostal life, you know, once again, and, and to have the desire to live that again. Um, how, how long were you coming around church? You know, how long did that take from the time after the babies was born, you started attending church? Between that and then you coming to this, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this all the way. What was that time frame like? <clears throat> that actually was a long time. My um, it, it's it was a long journey. Um, you have to remember, I I was a backslider. So just walking back through those doors initially, that alone was a mountain to climb, because the devil puts so much condemnation on you and just there's fear, there's anxiety. So, I mean, just that, that stride of just walking through those doors alone 
was huge. Um, and of course I had to get um, to the place of, I'm comfortable to walk back through these doors. So that was a journey. And then I had to get through the comfortable stage of standing while church was, it honestly, it was such a long journey. Then I had to get to a place where I felt comfortable just to clap again, um, to slightly raise my hand where nobody would see me raising my hand. I unfortunately, you know, I thought about this the other day. Someone actually asked me, um, somebody asked me like, you know, why I had so much condemnation. And I told him, I said, I don't really know. And I honestly feel like I left due to judgment. And I almost feel like when I said this to this person, when I was answering the question, I almost felt like I had a revelation, like I left due to judgment. And because I didn't take care of that, then I walked away from that. Honestly, when I came back, it was honestly still waiting for me. I really feel like the test that I had to go through, I still had to overcome the judgment. I had to overcome the pain of all the strongholds that I had allowed to be built in my mind. Oh, and oh I, my goodness, Stephanie, that is such feeling, powerful insight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I had to pass the test on judgment from man. I had to pass the judgment from God because I had, and this is what I said to him. I had a very unhealthy, um, like, uh, I lost my train of thought. I had a very unhealthy, um, opinion about the Lord. I obviously knew that he was merciful. I knew that he was gracious, but if you want to know the truth for my life, I didn't have this for everybody else. It was just for my life. My opinion of God was judgment and wrath. And that is the strongholds that I had to overcome. And I think it's because that was the judgment that I had when I was hurt. And so it was almost like because I did not overcome it from man, I just feel like that was that was my trial. That was what I had to go through. And I had to pass like, okay, God is merciful and he's merciful to me as well. And now that's all I can feel. I mean, when I think about the goodness of God, I immediately get tears in my eyes because for so long, I felt like I was, I would never be good enough for God because I walked away. And now all I can feel is the mercies of the Lord. Like, I feel like every step I take, that is what I take with me. It's I have the mercies of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, I keep muting my mic because I keep having Holy Ghost prayer meetings over here. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I'm just so thankful. So um, speaking of Holy Ghost prayer meetings over here, you have told me before about um, about a time period. So when you were a child, you spoke in tongues. Am I, do I have that right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. And then when you came back to the Lord, you did not pray through in that place where you spoke in tongues. Can Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah. So obviously I was filled with the Holy Ghost um, <clears throat> at the age of six and I was baptized. And, you know, I lived, if you've been raised in Pentecost, you know, just the routine of apostolic church, apostolic youth group, like you just know prayer meetings, you know, after Sunday nights, you're with the youth group. I did all of that. Um, and I felt the Lord like I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that, you know, it was real for me. Um, but for whatever reason, when I came back, 
because I struggled and I still don't have full revelation on why I truly struggled as long as I did. Um, unless, you know, obviously the Lord knows why, but, and obviously I'm stronger than I gave myself credit, but I struggled for years. I'm talking like, well, let's put it this way. I just prayed through in 21 and I had been coming back to church since 2015. So it took me that long. Obviously I could cry when I felt the presence of God, I would get the Holy Ghost goosebumps. And that was the thing that angered me the most was I could not figure out why I could feel God, but I couldn't like live it fully again, why I couldn't pray through, why it wasn't living inside of me the way that I had a desire for it to again. But obviously I had to break through all of that fear. I had to fully break down, you know, the strongholds of condemnation, the strongholds of judgment. Um, so it took me that long and then when I did finally did pray through, it was periods of times like where it'd be six months and I would go through that phase and I could not pray through again. And then obviously as time went on, the six months would turn into three months and then the three months would turn into a month and then the month would turn into twice a month and then the twice a month, you know, would turn into once a week and until it became where I could just pray freely in the Holy Ghost, which is what I had desired. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, before we, before we wrap things up, um, what is your, what is your advice to, um, to someone who is wanting that liberty in their prayer? Um, do you have any thoughts in that direction? Um, honestly, just, there was a time when I actually had given up. And I think I told you this the first time we recorded um, because I could not pray back through and I did not understand. I truly thought, well, clearly I've done something. You know, I, I must've been turned over to a reprobate mind. I did not understand. I was full of anger. I was full of bitterness because I, I did not understand how, like I said, I could feel the Holy ghost. I could feel God. I could cry. There was emotion but I couldn't get to a place of liberty. Um, and so I did, I gave up, I would sit on the wall and I had just made, I had made a promise. I don't care what happens to me if I die and I go to hell, as long as my children are raised in truth. Like that was the determination that I had was my kids had to be saved. Even if that meant that I could not be, I kept coming for them until one day the Lord just kept pulling and finally, I just got the courage to take that step to the altar. And when I did, just God was right there. Like even in our, in our times of our lowest points where we just feel like we are nothing, we will never be. That's when God finds us the most. When we just literally feel broken, we have nothing left to give. So just keep just keep doing it keep being open to God's voice even if you feel like he's so far because he's really not he's actually so near it's really what we have to overcome is our own mind once I could conquer my mind that's when I had liberty and I had freedom wow oh my goodness thank you Stephanie so much for sharing this and um I know that there are so many people that 
are on so many sides um, and they have so many perspectives at your same story. Either they themselves are are away from a from the path they were raised on, um, or they've got a kid who is, or they are the ones who are trying to make the effort themselves to get back to God. And I just know that the things you've said today are going to be a, a strength and a blessing. I appreciate you very much for taking time to do this. Oh, you're welcome. I pray it blesses. It will. Too. Yes, it will. You have a great rest of your day. Right. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.